0: Hello and welcome to the Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 60. Today it is just me, I'm sorry to say. Um, Laura and I had some scheduling issues where we're just both really busy. Um, But I'm still going to talk about a couple things, so I'll go ahead and get started. Before I do, of course, I do want to mention that if you had any questions, topics for a show or something like that, feel free to send them to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find that email address um, at my website, which is hugenhof.org. You can also find the podcast there and link to my RSS feed. So with all of that out of the way, we'll go ahead and start. So at the top of the show, I actually have some very sad news. A uh, good friend of mine, John Steiner, passed on to be with the Ancestors recently, um, and I just wanted to take a moment to say that he was a good, honorable man that will be missed very much in in the Austro community at large, I think, and, and of course from me personally as well. So I, I don't want to make it a... Uh, uh, super serious, depressing show or anything, but I did want to mention that, and it does sort of lead into the topic that I want to have today. Now, recently, at the Hugenhoff Kindred, we had our braggy bloat, um... I think it's kind of a favorite bloat of ours, because most people in the kindred are connected to Bragi. He is the god of poetry and also the god of mead. And myself being a brewer makes a natural connection to him. And I like poetry. I like writing. uh, That kind of thing is something that I think is is very important. And uh, my friend John was was quite a storyteller. That's something I remember fondly of him. He would just be able to tell stories for hours, just so many different things he did in his life. He lived a very full life, and he had a lot of good stories that he wanted to pass on. And something Lauren said was uh, one of the reason his stories were so good is because he had confidence in himself and in his stories that they were actually good, which I, you know I think is an important part of storytelling. So I thought that was interesting. Um, But, you know, Bragi is a god about stories. He's the god of the storytellers. And that kind of demonstrates just how important stories were to our ancestors and to our gods as well. It's something to an extent we have lost. I think that there are still good storytellers out there. You will see it in video games. Horizon New Dawn or Horizon Zero Dawn had a really interesting story that was definitely worth following. You'll see it more often in movies. Um, I'm sure everybody has movies that told good stories, and you'll see it in books a lot. Uh, a lot of books have really good stories. Now, those are mostly are fictional stories for the most part, but there are also. Um, real stories of things that have actually happened, like biographies and autobiographies. And uh, those are really powerful stories, too, because they sort of capture uh, the lives of individuals who have gone before us. And, of course, there will also be histories, history books. And I'm not so much talking about history books that you read in college or high school, because those are not really told well. I mean, it's just a bunch of dry information. And that's not the spirit of a story. And that's not the spirit of braggy as a god of storytelling. I'm talking about the entertaining histories, which you will also uh, come across on occasion, where someone is relaying a historically accurate story, but they're putting it together in a really interesting way. Unfortunately, there's not a whole awful lot of examples. Now, back in the day, I think there were. If you read something like the Heimskringla, it's a collection of stories of the Swedish kings, and they're actually really good. They are obviously entertaining, and they're obviously made for people to read and be entertained by, because back in the day, that was a very important thing to do, to share stories of your ancestors and stuff like that with other people. So... We don't focus on that as much today as we used to. And I mean, I am also guilty of this. I rarely tell stories of my life or other people's lives or stuff like that. But I think it is something I want to get into more and be able to do more. Because there's something especially powerful about writing a story or telling a story about your life. in written form, I think it can be powerful in the the idea of, prose and stuff like that. But I also think it can be very powerful when you uh, orally pass on stories, perhaps stories of your family. Uh, Most people out there probably have something similar, where my grandpa would always tell neat stories about um, other people in the family or whatever. Um, And oftentimes, your grandparents will do that. You'll sit around and hear some cool story of when they were young or maybe when your parents were young or friends of the family were young or, you know, anything like anything like that. And you're listening to this story and you're engaged and you're learning about those people that came before you and they're uh, they're their past is being preserved and and in a sense they're living on in you. Now I don't want to simplify the afterlife to such an extent to say you live on through your descendants and that's the only way you live on because that's not something I believe but if it is something that you believe that's fine I think it's a good philosophy to have Um, and you know I think that is very true um, at least to an extent that your children and and uh, the next generation you will live on through them regardless of what happens in the actual afterlife because that's a very different discussion Um, you will continue to exist to them and for them in this world through the stories that have been told about you so with that in mind I think it's really important that we tell those stories and we share family histories Um, And now I know this doesn't sound exactly the same, but give me a minute. I think I can pull them together. My family on my dad's side was very much into family history and stuff like that. And there's a lot of different family history things that, that I know about my family because of my grandpa. Now, when you're talking about family history, that is basically telling the stories of your family. You're like, well, I know this person from... 500 years ago or however far back it goes and I think it's neat that isn't it neat that this is a person that I was related to now let me tell the stories of this person as they are one of my ancestors I think that's a really cool thing too because you sort of feel a connection to something greater it's so easy in today's world where we're so we just got so much to do and it's so easy to get distracted and get caught up in the now that we don't think about the past and this is really kind of a it's a balancing act and I think I've said this before most things I believe are a balancing act you have to be somewhere in the middle um, I think Aristotle called it the doctrine of the mean where you're always shooting to be somewhere in the middle you can't you know you if you have if you have too much uh, recklessness you will be or hold on I'm sorry let me Try to phrase that again. If you're just willing to do anything without really thinking about that, that might be called foolhardiness. But if you're just not willing to ever take risks because you think you might get hurt, that would be cowardice. And what you need to do is be in the middle, which would be bravery. Because a brave person is obviously not the person who hides from danger. That's a coward. But also, they are not the person who rushes into situations unprepared and blindly with a death wish, because that is foolhardy. Uh, so you need to be in the middle to be a good moral person in this case, which is bravery. So anyway, I'm sorry, that is a tangent. To get back on topic, I think that it is definitely a mistake to live in the past. You never want to be the... You never want to be in a place where you always think about the past, you only think about the past, you don't live in the current moment, you don't think about the future, because you're just obsessed with how things were in the past, and maybe you try to emulate the past or something like that. It's like, that's not good, you've got to move on, the world moves with or without you, and to really appreciate and be part of the world, you need to move forward as well. But on the other hand, you don't want to ignore the past because there are lessons in the past. There are are lessons in those stories. Most stories that you hear will have a lesson of some sort. And the story was not created to have a lesson necessarily when this person that you're talking about did this thing. It wasn't to teach a lesson. But the story now does serve the additional purpose of teaching a lesson. These stories are one of the ways that we can carry or that we can pass on knowledge that we have gained in our lives to our children and and our other descendants. So to ignore the past and to not learn those lessons, it's kind of detrimental because you're going to end up making the same mistakes that your ancestors made. You know, whatever those mistakes might be um oftentimes they're humorous sometimes they're not humorous um whatever the mistakes or or successes because you also many times hear stories about successful people you're like oh my grandpa used to do this or my grandpa's a good hard worker and here's a story of him being a hard worker and getting the thing done and then you know maybe as you hear that, or or your kids hear that, or whatever, they're like, well, I want to be a good hard worker so I can get the thing done. He really wanted that thing, and he worked hard for it, and he got it. That's great. I want to do something similar. Anyway, uh, so those are some of the important reasons that we really need to continue telling stories to our kids and something like that. And I do kind of think, it seems to be these days, we focus on history far less than we should and i think part of it is the excitement of the future and i don't want to i don't want to come across sounding like a person who says my time frame is different from every other time frame in history because i'm pretty sure every generation ever has said that you know it's like every generation ever says that the young generation are terrible people uh, in the fifties, they're like, "Oh, our kids are terrible people. These stupid hippies. They we worked hard and they don't." And in my generation, I'm already seeing it. And I mean, I'm not that old, but everybody's ganging up on the millennials and be like, "Oh, the millennials. They're so lazy," and they're not. They're not that bad. I know millennials, and they're nice people. And I don't think that millennials are inherently evil. And I don't think that millennials are a worse generation than our generation or my generation. I just think that they're people living with the same struggles that I had as a child and my parents had as a child and my grandparents had as a child. So this idea to say the new generation is bad and we are good is is a thing that kind of irritates me. Um. I'm sorry, that was a complete and utter tangent, but uh, yeah, um, we should, I guess it wasn't really, what I'm trying to say is we shouldn't glorify the past and say everything that was done in the past is good and everything that's done in the future is bad, but on the same hand, like I said before, we shouldn't glorify the future and only pay attention to that. But what I was getting at is with the technology we have today, especially starting with the computer revolution, which happened, eh, you know, I guess maybe maybe that was bigger with the generation before my own. But with this whole computer revolution, you just see the technology ramping up more and more and more. And when I was a kid, even, computers were neat They were cool toys that you could play on, and there were some applications for them in the real world. But then if you compare that with today, they can just do so much. And I just read a story that a computer finally beat the world champion of Go. And I mean, that's approaching artificial intelligence, which is obviously going to be revolutionary. We have cars that drive themselves, Uh, The only reason they're not on the road is the regulations that go along with that. Uh, We've got talk of going to Mars from Elon Musk saying that we'll be there in the next 10 years. And these are huge, huge things. I don't think that... Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the generation before me, or even more, especially four or five generations back, they didn't have these giant, world-changing things on the horizon. I mean... Today, we literally have the possibility of colonizing another planet. Now, if that will happen in 10 years, or even in my lifetime, you know, that's another question, and that's a good question. But the possibility is there. There are people, and not crazy people, real people who have been successful in their lives saying that that's a thing that we're going to have in the future, So I think there are a lot of reasons that we look to the future, especially today, with such optimism. And it's very easy to forget about our past. It's very easy to forget about where we came from. And, and what our history is um, I'm sure it's something similar To anyone who becomes like a CEO Of a business or something If they started on the bottom and worked their way up It's probably easy to lose sight Of the little guy Even though that's what they used to be Because they're in such a higher position now I'm not a CEO of a company So I don't know that from personal experience But I feel like That's sort of the the thing that That's kind of the cliche Of what happens um anyway, it's very easy to lose sight of the past when our future is so exciting and so promising. But I think we really should take a moment to remember those people that came before us and remember the stories they told us for, for two reasons. Um, the first one I've been over a lot, and that's uh, the fact that everything we do is based on them. We wouldn't have the potential of going to Mars if it wasn't for our grandparents um, living in the world and the way that they chose to do that. Everything is cumulative. And not saying history is cumulative, not saying history is progressively getting better. I'm just saying that without our ancestors, we wouldn't be here. The most obvious is the physical relation if my grandparents were not around or made different choices, my parents wouldn't have been born. Obviously if my parents weren't born, I wouldn't have been born. But I think the the more important part and the part not more important but the part I'm really getting at today is if our parents had or our grandparents had not created the type of society that they did for us to live in, we would not have these exciting Prospects on the horizon. So it's important to remember that the only reason we are where we are is because our ancestors laid the road to get there. And the other thing is, since they've done that, since they've laid that pathwork and that foundation, I think it's important that we honor them. I think it's important that we take a moment to look back and say, thank you. We are here today because of what you did, and we want to thank you for that. And in our own bloats, that's why our second round is always to the ancestors. Because they did a lot, and we should appreciate that. We should be thankful for everything that they did. Uh, It's important to remember that. And obviously, telling their stories is the greatest way that I can think of that that you can honor them. I mean, yes, absolutely, bloat them, hail them in bloats but also tell those stories after or during bloat you know depending on how long the story is but that's how we remember them that's how we honor them and they deserve that respect so we should give it to them um and of course the additional things of we learn from their mistakes and we learn from their successes is just sort of an added benefit if you will uh So, yeah, I really like the braggy bloat because more than the other bloats, it really gets into that. It really gets into the importance of story and just the fact that these people, these people that came before us really are deserving of our, of our prize. And, of course, you know, I thought back to or I thought about just the influence that you have on other people when I was in my first Kindred, um, the Hoffbrook Kindred with John, um, he was the Gothi and he was a hugely influential person in in my life. You know, I had just gotten into Osertru recently. I'd only been practicing for a few months before I met him. And he was he was a bit of a mentor. He explained things about Osatrue obviously um, and he was just a good person and a good friend in, in every other sense of the word. So I don't know, and you can't know, what would have happened without an individual. I don't know if I would still be true without John. I probably would be. I feel like I would be. But I feel like I would not have had a kindred. A lot of his influence on me was encouraging me to start a kindred myself. So he inspired me and he said something and then that made me turn around and, you know, I passed on the idea of true to other people, my Kins members. And I would like to think that it's made their lives better. Um, over the years, I've really seen them grow as people, both in the sense of understanding true better and just, just constantly becoming good honorable people I mean they always were I, I, I'm not in the situation where I had these friends who were terrible people and then over the years they became good people uh, I'm kind of lucky I guess that my kins member first of all they were my friends because that's who I really wanted to share the kindred with and they were good people when I met them and they're good people now but they've developed just so much over the years as people do I guess all people do um, you'll attain new skills, you'll understand more about the world, you will become more wise with age. And um, I've seen that happen in all of them. And, and you know, it's a nice thing, and I'd like to think that Ossetru is a positive part of their life, which improves their quality of life. And that was introduced to them because John had inspired me so long ago. And it's just crazy to think how much influence one person will have. Because now all of these people, all of my kin's members, they will inspire other people. They will talk to other people. They will make huge differences. And I'm completely confident positive differences in other people's lives. So you start way back with this one person, John in my case, and and there's just a chain of the people that your life touches Far after you've passed on, those actions that you took when you were alive will, will affect people for generations, truly generations. And that's a really cool thing, and that's a really powerful thing. So when you get to thinking about stories and everything else, you just sort of see how powerful they are and how many people they affect as time goes on. You might tell a story today, and that story may be passed on from person to person, or even the feeling of that story will be passed on, or the vague memory, and it may be seven, eight, nine, ten generations later that the ripples of what you did are still making a difference in the world. And if you think about it, every experience that we have shapes us as a person. So, if my dad, let's take my dad for example, my dad says certain things to me and encourages me to learn certain things and all of this, and that shapes who I am as a person. And then I'm going to do the same thing with my daughters. I'll encourage them to read certain things, teach them to act a certain way, encourage certain things, and that will shape them as a person. So they were shaped in the way that they were shaped because of something my dad did. And then when they have kids or friends or husbands and wives or whatever whatever else, they will shape those people and it just, it, it, it goes forever. You set into motion something that will never end. Well, until the sun explodes and the Earth gets destroyed. But who knows? Maybe the things that we're setting in motion today, collectively as a society, will get get us off the planet and we'll make it to space. So we'll even outlive the death of the sun. And then we'll just go until the cold death of the universe and everything freezes. Or, you know, maybe we'll find a way around that. I don't think that's possible, but you never know. Anyway, what I'm saying is it it may seem like these stories that you tell or even the ancestors themselves are not that important past a couple generations unless they're like a hugely famous person. Because obviously, you know, George Washington or somebody, I know him by name and he was alive a long time ago. Whereas I might not know one of my ancestors by name who lived in the same time period, and that's true. But the ancestor of mine who lived in the same time period had an equal or probably greater influence on me, though I don't know him by name traits that he encouraged in his children were passed from his children to their children, to their children. And finally on to me. So though I don't know his name or her name, she was still extremely influential in my life. Um, it's sort of a neat thought because I think it's very easy to get um, to fall into a nihilistic frame of mind where you just say, nothing I do matters. Um, everything's going to end. Everything's, you know, the world's going to explode, which, yeah, I guess that one is inevitable. Um, but you get into this idea like, I don't make a difference because I'm not on the news and I'm not a famous. TV star, I'm not a famous internet personality or radio host or whatever so my life doesn't matter I can do whatever I want because I really don't matter who's going to remember me in three or four generations Um, and I think that's not the case at all, people will I should say your actions will still be having effects in three or four generations and actually into far more generations than that um, I know this is all only loosely related to the story idea, but I wanted to talk about it anyway, so I did there. Um, yeah, so I just think that, that what I like about this train of thought is everything takes on this huge amount of importance. Every action that you do, obviously every action you do affects another person. So every action that you do will create an effect that will stretch on for uh, probably millions of years, depending on how optimistic you are about the fate of humanity. Every decision you have just stretches off into the future or near into like a near infinite amount of time. It does give some amount of purpose to your life, and it really makes you think... I need to be doing the right things and not the wrong things. I need to be a positive influence to my family and therefore the future of humanity because I know that what I do is actually quite important. And I think that's a good mentality to have. It's very positive in a lot of ways that you know that what you do will have effects. Um, It can be negative if you're a bad person, but... Because, you know, those effects have long-reaching consequences. But I think the whole idea of holding that mindset is that you don't be a bad person. And if you are a bad person, you start becoming a good person to make up for the wrong things that you've done. You know, I don't think... I don't think if you're a bad person, the right idea is to just give up and be like, ah, I'm a bad person. I made the world worse. I think you need to turn your life around and become a good person. And I still think that you can be a good person if on whole you do more good than bad. You know, if you are a troubled youth, but you turn your life around and become... A good person who's a positive influence on something. I don't think that your past of being a troubled youth has to haunt you forever. No, I don't think that you can be like, oh, I'm a good person, so I'll just murder this one person and it's okay because they're not popular. You can't do that. You can't just like save up your quote unquote good points and then use them to do bad things. That's not what I'm saying. Because if you're living that way, you're not genuinely a good person. You're a bad person who's trying to make up for it with actions, which doesn't doesn't really work. Anyway, another tangent. Uh, my point is that I do think that even if you had a troubled beginning or, or a hard patch in your life, you can make up for that if you genuinely turn yourself around and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a good person now, on balance or on whole, your life can balance out to be a good force in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, the idea that your, your actions have long-reaching consequences I think is a really important idea to hold on to because for one thing I think it's true and for another thing I think it really does kind of give you motivation to do the right thing and also it, it gives you some amount of meaning in life, where you don't think that it's like, well, I've got sixty years or seventy years or whatever, and then and then I'm gone, and everything I did is meaningless because it's not because it does carry on. To pull the stories back in a little bit, um, that's another positive reason to share these stories, especially stories of your ancestors, so you can show other people around you and remind yourself that your actions had consequences i love it when i hear stories from my kins members about you know a grandpa that was very close to them or their dad or um grandpas or grandmas or or aunts and uncles or you know whatever it is You just see all these people, um, and parents, of course, also, you see all these people who were such a huge aspect of their life and such a huge influence on them. And obviously, the ones that we're talking about at a bloat or something are going to be the ones that had these really strong, positive impacts on them. And it's nice to see that, that, you know, a lot of times these people have passed on now, but they are living on through their descendants. The things that they did in their lives carry forward even now to make somebody else's life um, better. And that's encouraging because then I can stop to think, well, when I'm gone, everything I did is not useless. It's it's something that has now made my daughters a different person. And I, I hope a bet I hope, a better person. Um, of course, if you don't have kids, this doesn't mean that nothing you do matters. Um, sometimes when I get into talking about family and, <clears throat> and children especially, I feel like someone will misunderstand me and think that the only meaning of life is having kids. And I absolutely do not believe that. I do love kids. Well, I love my kids. And I like the idea of having kids. But... um You know, I've got plenty of friends who do not have kids, and they have still, you know, they're not even related to me, but they have still influenced me in very meaningful ways. And even if I was the only person they influenced, which I'm not, I would still influence my kids so my friend influences me. I influence my kid. So my friend as still has a connection, you know, to my children. And I'm hoping as I get older and more, actually, I'm hoping as my kids get older, um, that, you know, my close friends can spend time with my kids as well. And, you know, directly influence them in that way. Be like, hey, I've learned these things in my life. Um, I'm going to pass them on to you now. I'm going to tell you stories. Obviously, I want my family to do the same thing, but I also like the idea of my friends passing down stories and just, you know, playing with the kids and talking to them and having fun with them or whatever. All of those things are really positive things uh, that I really like. So even if you don't have kids, you are still going to affect somebody who does have kids and then... And then through them, you will make a difference in the world. Or, you know, even if none of your friends have kids and you hate children and you make a point to never spend time with people who have children, there's still ways that you're influencing the future generation. Maybe you talk to your friend and you influence them and they talk to their friend who does have kids and then you influence the future generation that way. It's impossible to live in a vacuum. Um, and I think that the feeling of meaningless or meaninglessness or feeling like what you do doesn't matter really only exists if you believe that we live in a vacuum, which is just absolutely not true. Um I mean, it could be in a dark, dystopian society, but it's not. And the society we live in, we do not live in a vacuum. No matter who you are, you are connecting with other people. And when you interact with other people, uh, you influence them, hopefully for the better. and And that gets passed on. So, I mean, we are all connected. The internet may make it more obvious how connected we all are, but even without the internet, we are still all connected. Uh, You might have a huge role to play in your village. Even small things that you don't think are huge are something that's big in your village Um, or or in the world at large now that we have the internet and everything else, and then you know it sort of reminds me of our ancestors, where there was a big focus on community and being together and stuff like that, and one of the big punishments, one of the like real bad punishments to have is to be ostracized, which being ostracized was the closest you would you could get to living in a vacuum, you know they were like you are not allowed to be with your people anymore you have to go out and live on your own and that was such a terrible punishment because you really were sort of forcing them to live in a vacuum and in a vacuum your life only has meaning to yourself and your lifespan is only so long and I think it 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 would be very depressing and very tragic for your life to truly end when you died Whereas as long as you're not ostracized and you're part of society, it doesn't. Your life doesn't truly end when you die because your interactions and your connections with other people live on into the future. Um, And I, I think that's a really important thing to remember for us personally. And it's also good motivation to share those stories because even though the actions of our ancestors do live on through us, and therefore into the future generations, it's nice to give credit. I mean, A, the stories will make the connection even stronger. There'll be a, a more solid thing that you can connect back to, and it will teach lessons and all of that. But also, it's sort of like giving credit to to the people who who lived in these stories. So, So yeah, I think stories are a great thing. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping up because it's just me and I'm boring. Uh, No, I just, this is kind of, I think I've said most of what I want to say. Before I go, I just want to one more time emphasize how important stories are. So if you have family stories, tell them to someone. Your kids would be great. Your friends would be great, too. I love hearing family stories from my friends, which I get to hear sometimes. If you've got family stories, tell them. If, if you've got parents that you spend time with, ask them to hear some family stories. Just hear more stories. Uh, the, I, I think uh, some of the, um, sorry, sagas are great to read. The Heimskringla, Eagle Saga, Njal Saga. Eagle Saga and you Saga are my personal favorite too um but read those because those are stories of our ancestors too and just take time to read stories and listen to stories and tell stories telling stories are so important even if they're stories about you and your friend they don't have to be old they don't have to be about your grandparents they can be stories that just happened. but pass on these stories because i think there's a lot of benefit to them And finally, I'll remind everybody that your actions have far-reaching consequences and never think that they don't. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, for bearing with just me. Hopefully I'll get lore on next month. I'll have to... We'll have to work on the scheduling thing because with kids and everything, it's just so hard. But, but we'll try to get Laura back on next month so I can have a guest again. Uh, thank you again for listening. And do remember to check out my website at hugenhoff.org where you can send me emails to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com or subscribe to the RSS. Thank you for listening. Until next month, Rahel.